It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. It's your boy, John, here. Coming off of a great London victory. Oh yeah. Here with uh, my buddies Dean and Zach. What's going on, guys? Last week was last week was pretty fun. I had a great, you know. Everyone remembers my Jaguars bet, which was my saucy bet. It hit. I gotta brag about that just a little bit off the top. But how'd you guys? Uh, how'd you guys think NFL Week Six shook out for you? I was happy with my two big bank plays because I was very confident in my two bets, and they yeah. both hit. Yeah. However. The Chargers. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, man. What are you fucking doing? You made me look Shit like an bad. idiot. I had yeah. Chargers in every way, shape, or form. I had them in parlays, teasers, fucking everything. And they laid the fattest fucking L out there. What happened? Yeah, so the one thing that I'm taking away from that game is uh, there are some trends, I think, that we kind of overlooked. One is West Coast going uh, east at 1 p.m. I know that some people, you know, don't put a lot of stock My into that. My exact quote on that was, I don't believe in it until, like, Week six, and yeah. guess what? It was week six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where uh, I believe my handicap was centered around stopping the run and things like that. And the Chargers are actually dead last DVOA in rushing, and um, yeah, that seemed to be a problem against a team like the Ravens, who are so somehow have the fountain of youth in their Gatorade, Gatorade coolers, <laughs> with Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Le'Veon Crazy. Bell all scoring touchdowns. Very awkward to look at. But yeah, I think it was one of those things where maybe the Chargers. It, you, I think it's it's playing on the emotions of the people. Some people watch one game and then they go, okay, this team won the Super Bowl, a la the Bills. Um, they go, mm-hmm. oh, the Bills beat the Chiefs, therefore they are now the king. Sure. And it's a huge emotional high spot that how do you prepare for another team? I have yeah. something about big motivation spots uh, coming up in a little bit. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the Chargers too. In fact, I, so I was at the Giants game last week, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when they were going like those those red zone highlights and stuff from like around the league, everyone saw, there might have been an audible gasp when everyone saw the Chargers-Ravens score. And I was, you know, my friends were there. I was definitely, definitely shocked myself. That's the only one that I had uh, that was personally, I thought that was like, I totally just missed that one. But that was the dog pound. So, so the, just going back to the Jaguars real quick. Um, why the Jaguars money line in under 51 and a half against the Dolphins worked. Um, I should be posting that play on like Slack and stuff. Like yeah, I should yeah. have done that no, put it on just the for proof. Cause people are not going to believe that. Why in the fuck would I take the Jaguars? But why that worked, I think was a lot due to the handicaps I, I, I put up forward last week. Brian Flores, man, had probably his worst game as a head coach and he was defeated in the post game. Like yeah. he was just, it's like, it's like he was ashamed of himself. Kind of, kind of like attitude. Um, the Jaguars, from what I was was seeing, I had to follow it on my phone because I was at the stadium. Um, you know, just they they were they would take one step forward, two steps back, and it just seemed like another tragic loss for them. Uh, and then Urban Meyer somehow finds a way to will this team into a game winning field goal at the end. And uh, you know, it was a great great win for uh, Jaguars fans. That losing streak is over. Now the streak belongs to. Oh my gosh! I just was reading about this. Ooh, probably the Lions. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the Lions. Yep, yeah. it is the Lions. They they've lost ten straight. They suck. So yeah, the, the one thing I do <laughs> want to say, John, about um yeah. about that London game, um, you know, it's funny. Every year we were kind of talking about this on the 
uh, pod when it comes to a team that takes a massive step back. I want to call all the way back to uh, the previous season where Joe had a big play on the Packers under, basically saying, you know, there's always a team that has double-digit wins that do not repeat that same success Mm -hmm. the the following year. And I think Miami is one of those teams. I mean, I think they're fighting right now to win a couple games. We're going to have the stat boys. Uh, You could take live... Uh, regular season win totals right now. There's one that I kind of took a look at that I wanted to run by everyone a little bit later. But uh, yeah, it's something yeah. that you know maybe you're listening and catching up in the feed. Of course, scroll down, winning ticket podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. But um, and of course, you're listening to this, so you know that. But anyway, <laughs> um, if you do scroll down in the feed and you go back to the AFC and NFC uh, conference previews, we have a lot of great futures. So it's one of those things where maybe if you missed out, but you were really convinced on one of our plays, you could take an under right now at a different line. Um, now that they got through certain scheduling spots, so something to look at. I know that specifically, I called out the Panthers. The Panthers had the easiest schedule to start the season and now the hardest remaining schedule now. Mm. So it's one of those things maybe to look at. Um, uh, of course, if you're so inclined for a future. <laughs> Just not yeah. this week because they play the Giants. Yeah, this is... For, for the Broncos who are currently... We're recording Thursday night, so the Broncos are currently playing and for the Panthers who are playing this week too. I mean, it's kind of what everyone expected, right? A team, two teams that started 3-0. and Everyone's like, well, they kind of played an easy schedule. And guess what? They did. <laughs> that was kind of the culprit. Now they're both on three. I think they're both on three game losing streaks since then. Broncos cool. could change that within a couple hours, mm-hmm. and the Panthers should, by all means, you know, beat a Giants team that that is not only, you know, being out coached, but just the injuries on. on Ooh, that more on just, that later. Yeah, before, <laughs> before we talk, uh, before we get to like the what you guys came for on the plays and everything, I do yeah. want to address. My Robbie Anderson bet. I know that I had a lot of uh, people following in Slack when I posted it early um, in my personal ledger. I also had him over on catches and yards. And guys, let me just lay it out for those who aren't familiar. 11 targets, 3 catches, average depth of target, 17 yards, 4 drops. And honestly, there was one I was surprised that Pro Football Focus didn't grade as a drop. He kind of beat Cam Dantzler down the oh, sideline, was diving, it hit him in the hands. I yeah. mean, they didn't grade that as a drop because it was hard. But, I mean, an NFL wide receiver could have caught right. that ball. Mm-hmm. So, guys, it was very painful. Uh, of course, my Vikings won, and Robbie Henderson had the touchdown to go into overtime, which was a nice little fuck you on top of that. So, yeah, Robbie Henderson, if you're listening, uh, fuck you, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fuck you, Robbie I just Anderson. have to ask you real quick. As a Vikings fan this year, I mean, mm. Jesus Christ, is your asshole just a fucking pancake by now? So I, all the there's, puckering? There's no, there's no nerve endings left. So I actually have something to say about the Vikings that's interesting. Ready? I have something to say. <laughs> Kirk Cousins technically have has led five game-winning slash tying yeah, drives if everything happened. Literally, he, dude. He is winning in spite of Mike. Is he like Mike Zimmer? He's trying to lose these games, and Cousins just like, nah, fuck you. Can I tell you who he's reminding me of? He's reminding me of a good old Eli Manning, (laughs) two thousand eleven Eli. Yes, the Eli that would just will that they would just find a way to win, and you're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? I do. Did I do want to want to give a special shout out? Um, a lot of people online, Vikings fans out there. Um, it's a it's a growing thing called Kirktober. Apparently, Kirk Cousins <laughs> no is way. one of the best quarterbacks in October That's in so the cool. NFL. So, actually, my girlfriend was uh, yeah. saying something. She was like, oh, this happened last year in October. And I was like, what month? It was actually the Jets-Vikings game. And I was like, no, no, that happened in Kirktober. <laughs> Kirk Don't worry. I believe that. That's that's uh, that's pretty cool. So a lot of stuff to look forward to in Week 7. we got some great plays for you, starting first with Zach's fat lock. Whatever it is. <gasps> so big. Zach's 
fat lock. It's so big. <laughs> Ladies and germs, Zach's fat lock is looking a little flaccid this year <laughs> as we have moved to two and four on the year. Yikes. Two weeks ago, the whole Giants team got hurt. Uh, last week, the Chargers just said, hey, Zach, your fat <laughs> cock is very small. You stink, <laughs> and we're going to fuck you. So yeah, did. I heard them say that. Lamar Jackson put it right up my ass, uh, and boy, oh boy, that was just not fun. This is very great. depressing. But this week we're doing the home favorite tease. I'm not Ooh. fucking around. We're going for the throat here, gents. We're getting okay. back in the win column. Another plus one fifty. We're doing six point teaser. I got Rams minus nine and a half versus Detroit. This game should be an absolute bloodbath. Matthew Stafford revenge game. Jared Goff, I'm not even calling it a revenge game mm-hmm. because he sucks so bad. We heard Dan Campbell called him out yeah, last week, yeah. too. Right? Not, not good for team chemistry there. No. Uh, Packers minus two versus Washington. Uh, and, uh, let's just talk about the Packers very quickly. One thing, I mean, it's working for them. It just seems like they have a huge emphasis on just running it down your throat this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I think is kind of interesting because you have a quarterback who could realistically probably throw for 400 yards any game he wants to, but they just insisted on killing clock, working that A.J. Dillon bruiser, mm -hmm. Aaron Jones being able to catch passes out of the backfield, and they're just kind of willing their way to wins. Like I Uh actually think if the Packers would start throwing the ball more, they would have those dominating wins like they used to. I feel like they're letting teams hang by running the ball a little bit too much. Do you think that's a Rodgers thing, or do you think that's a LaFleur thing? That's a LaFleur thing. What's Rodgers' power right now? Does he have any? No. Not much? I mean, when you go to the line of scrimmage, if you read the defense, you could change out of a run to a pass. But I think think that it's really a smart thing Mm -hmm. to keep a, what, 39-year-old quarterback upright. Aaron Rodgers, the last thing he wants to do is have another season-ending injury or something. At this age, it'd be really hard to come back from... uh, you know, because he obviously has aspirations beyond the Packers sure. uh, going into the future. So I, completely I actually agree. think it's a positive thing that they're able to run the ball so much. It will open up more I uh, play action. Winning. That yeah. and they have no wide receivers besides Adams. Yes. That's Rand- the ghost so of Randall true. Cobb. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who what else? happened to Alan Lazard? Lazard's, a, Valdez Lazard's a, a loser. Valdez Scantling's on IR. Yeah, these these guys who were Robert you know, Tanyan were never counted Tanyan's on to be nobody. much, at least yeah. produced. But now, yeah, but, yeah. but I have something more on the Packers in a little bit. All right, and then my last one. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Out of the three, this is the one that actually scares me the most. Ooh. But I'm taking Patriots minus one versus the Jets. Okay, I have more. On I that. think the wow. Patriots have just lost too many close games now. To uh, I feel like this should be their get right game. This should be like Bill Belichick being like, "All right, it's the old ball and chain. It's the Jets. It's time to stomp them and embarrass them." As mm-hmm. per tradition, at home, uh, even though the Jets are coming off of a bye, the, the Pats have just had some emotional, heartbreaking losses. And I, even though the Jets are coming off of a bye, I think this is just a get right game for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. These are not the Patriots of old. They're not going to go out there and stop their competition. Mm-hmm. But they should be able to at least win this game outright. Yep. I think that, yeah. Sorry, did you want to finish your thought? No, that, that, that's all I got, I, The man. Patriots, because I, I was so off of them after they, they did not cover Do not Houston. like the seven points. That's the thing. The Patriots seem to be a team, and it was evidenced by the Cowboys game last week, they play up to an opponent, and they're probably going to play down to their opponents now, too. I will say... Don't bury it yet because okay. I have more on this game in a okay, little bit. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So there we go, guys. Ride with my fat lock. Ride it. Rams minus nine and a half. Packers minus two. 
Patriots minus one. This actually, I think, might be my first uh, fat lock all year that has all favorites. Yeah. There is no plus points in this lock. And That's two, right. two and one, too. It's almost like pick'ems at that point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Numbers, which is, it's just which the Rams. Cool. Which, Te- you you right. always want to tease down um, through numbers, and yeah. th- this fat lock has it. Also, fun little segue uh, on that, uh, or just the, the final stamp of approval on this one. The Rams are one of those plays where if my model had a higher discrepancy, I would have placed it. The model has it pretty much right on at mm-hmm. uh, minus Rams minus 15.75. Right. Um, of course, the lines right now is... Uh, 15 and a half, so it's kind of close. But it's one of those things where last week I, I saw the Lions get absolutely tit-fucked, pardon my French, against the Bengals at home. <laughs> and it was tits. and it was one of those things <laughs> where I'm so f- sick of the Lions getting like three-point spreads just because their coach is rah-rah. Sure. They yeah, fucking yeah. stink. Yeah. So th- I, that's, that's a, a small lean. Are they? I, Dina, I, are they? I know we, we talked a little bit off-pod that... Mm. It's hard to go winless. The last the statistic yeah. going around right now is the last time the Lions went zero six, they went zero sixteen. Yeah. Do you think the Lions the Lions do get a win? Do you think they get more than one win this year? Yes. Uh, do you really think? I'll tell you I what. think it'll be one I'll, or two. I'll tell you what. Okay. They right now are losing because of their talent, if mm. not their coaching. I, I think they actually have. I I I'm a fan of Campbell. I I, I'm a fan of Campbell, but I slightly disagree with that because there are some games that they could have already. John, what if I told you they could already have two or three wins? But it's almost like some of these I get going for four, going for it on fourth sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's the trendy thing. All these new young new wave coaches sure. go for it. Like Brandon Staley, uh, fourth and four on your nineteen, you go for it, you don't get it. What is this a Madden lobby? You could quit <laughs> and then you get the loss, and that's yeah. that. No, these are grown men playing their right. hearts out. I think Dan Campbell going for it in specifically the Packers game. And then um, there was another game where they were kind of close, and they just... Oh, the Bears game. They got in the red zone four times and had zero points. One was, of course, the dick fumble, but the rest are going (laughs) for it on fourth down and and just turning the ball over. They are turnovers. It's one of those things where when you're a bad team, Mm -hmm. if you can score in a higher frequency, Mm -hmm. it just puts more pressure on the other team. And then once you put pressure on them, they could misstep, especially the Packers game. They were winning at half. They go down. They were in plus territory. Dare I say the red zone? I I don't remember specifically. The rain just had started. They went for it on fourth and three. It was a, a, bu- a like a stupid play call. It was like a bootleg, and sure. Goff, of course, couldn't complete it. And then all of a sudden, Packers go down, score a touchdown, and now you're staring down the barrel. Oh, shit, here we go again. So I actually disagree. I think that some of these decision-makings need to be cooled mm-hmm. down a little bit. Sure. But, yeah, that's gonna listen, for Lions fans out there, if you're listening, it's going to be a tough, really, really tough year. Um, that said, let's head on over to our Big Bank. Big Bank Picks. All right, everybody, we teased a lot off the top, so let us deliver. That's right, everyone. I'm going with my first Big Bang play right here, and I'm going to go with the same game parlay. That's right, I am down 5.6 units on the year, and I will tag in Zach at some point. But I am going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs money line and the over of 57.5 for plus 185. You can get this on DraftKings right now. And a couple reasons why I like that. Let's start with the over. Uh, The Titans... Secondary is much maligned, and their number one corner, I believe his name is Fulton, he's a second-round draft pick, tore his ACL Monday night. Um, so now it's Jack Rabbit versus Tyreek Hill. I think I know who I'm taking wow. there. Um, Jack also, Rabbit, <laughs> Also one of those things, up. too, where uh, the Chiefs, uh, Zach,
Jack, I believe you texted during the Chiefs game that uh, Daryl Williams gives him a better chance to win than Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yes, it is. Because he just kind of does yeah. the little things correctly. Mm-hmm. I think that this Chiefs offense, um, they got a little bit of confidence last week. They were kind of firing on all cylinders. And the one reason why I think that they gained some confidence was they had a good opportunity to run out the clock when, I believe it was 24-13. to 13. And instead, they went for it on third down. Instead of running out the clock and kneeling, they threw a streak down the sideline to uh, Demarcus Robinson and uh, scored a touchdown. So that's one of those things where I saw that and I was like, yeah, Mahomes really needs to try to get right. I think that they that he will feast on this secondary so that the, that game total is pretty good. And then also the Chiefs had the second worst run defense DVOA mm-hmm. and Derrick Henry is a... Uh, I don't even know. He's like literally... like like. I don't want to say like a like a god, like a Roman style Greek god, or like he's kind of more like a titan. Like he's literally <laughs> he's a titan, right? Like he is like half. Fit the he's like half like, creature. He yeah. ran twenty two miles per hour. He's six four, like two sixty, but he looks like he's two eighty. He's a he's a monster. I think the Titans will not be stopped. They will not punt, and the Chiefs also will not punt. And it's one of those things too where. Getting back into the stats a little bit, the Chiefs-Titans, they played um, in this iteration, Tannehill and Rabel versus Mahomes and Reed. They played four times. The game total averages all were over 63, and that was with the good defenses that were actually um, able to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, The Chiefs' defense is not there, and neither is the Titans, so that money line, or excuse me, that game total is a lock. And then Chiefs' money line, this is a big letdown spot for the Titans, winning primetime at home, beat the Bills, who everyone crowned as the Super Bowl winners pretty much last week, and then all of a sudden um, come out a little bit flat. The Titans really got up for that game. It's hard to get up for a game two weeks in a row, so I think the Titans misstep. Uh, Also, I'm kind of surprised that these odds are so high because the Chiefs, as a five-point favorite, the money line should be a lot more steep, but for some reason in the same game parlay feature, uh, they're giving me plus 185 on these returns. So I like that, and let's make up some ground in the Big Bank. Yeah, that's great, man. And I will say too, the uh, the Bills were pretty much a fourth down conversion away from potentially winning. Josh that game. Allen tripped. So, yep. Yeah, he literally tripped. So, so it's you know that that could be one of those things where you say, is did the Titans actually pull it off, or was it just you know? I believe the, the way that I phrased it was the Bills did not. No, excuse me, the Titans did not win that game. The Bills lost that game. Right. Mm-hmm. All hail King Henry! Thank you for literally single handedly dragging my fantasy team. <laughs> screaming and kicking <laughs> through the fucking mud for a miraculous comeback on Monday night. Uh, I have the Chiefs for one unit, minus five. I'm taking the spread. Uh, listen, guys, uh, Titans blew their load last week. We want to talk about uh, get-up games and emotional wins. Look what happened with the Chargers coming off an emotional win. Mm-hmm. They got their shit pounded in yep. by the Ravens. I truly expect the same. Yes, Derrick Henry is going to get his... Let's not be stupid here. I don't care if the Chiefs stack fucking 11 in the box. Derrick Henry is going to probably have at least 120 yards at minimum. Okay. So funny yeah. funny thing that you bring that up and you land on 120. The books opened Derrick Henry's rushing prop at 128 and a half. This is uh it's very yeah. rare that a book opens, you know, rushing yard props at over 100, but 128 is absolutely insane. So guys, I'm actually going to check what it is live, but would you take the over of 128 and a half. I'm right taking now. the over because I wow. literally it could not in good faith doubt Derek. You know what's so funny? I feel kind of the same way. I think it's a no play just because that that number. Is I egregious. wouldn't play it. Yeah, but if someone's yeah, like, hey, you either have to play an over under. I'm taking yeah. the over. Oh, and actually, the uh, it looks like the the sharp betters got to it. It is now 126 and a half. Okay, so it yeah, went I would down take two yards. an under. I would honestly take an under probably 120. Just 
you just never know. Maybe they bottle him up because I know the Chiefs are gonna like. You play the Titans. What is what is your game plan? I did I did my Babe Ruth point to the center field and said in Slack. I said <laughs> it's one twenty eight and a half. That's one of the highest ever. I yeah. hope that the public Joes get this up to like one forty. Yeah, so I come back right. and take an under here. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. no, it doesn't look. Doesn't look so, like that. Like you said, all but I just thought that was a fun thing, especially because yeah, no. you, you put a specific yeah, line. Listen, you've, you've said it. Uh, you've pretty much just kind of topped it off. Uh, very kind of square going Chiefs back-to-back weeks, but just happens to be a very good spot. Uh, I like this under a touchdown. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs have much of a problem. You know, we did sweat a little bit last week with, um, you know, it kind of Mahomes came out flat in the first half. And uh, the second half, he just said, oh, yeah, I'm a former MVP Super Bowl winner. Let me shit on the Washington defense. And he did. <laughs> oh, I have and, more about them. Oh, lordy yeah. lord. Uh, it's just going to be an absolute just uh, – it's going to be fireworks offensively mm. for both teams in this yep. game. Uh, but I think the Chiefs just are uh, – <laughs> you can't say this about the Chiefs defense against many teams. The Chiefs have a better defense – than the Titans, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, especially not with the, by, with the cluster, yeah, with the cluster uh, defensive back injuries as well. Fun thing too, um, you know, you mentioned Washington, and now you're talking to the Chiefs. These are two teams that just do not cover deep for some reason. Daniel Sorensen, who was played excellent last year, now and in, thrust into a starting role pretty much this year. He is he gets burned every single week, so it's one of those things where I think there's going to be obviously I think there's fireworks. I have the over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, John O'Leary. That's a fun one. Lay it on us. I'm going to stay, we're talking about some primetime games. I'm going to head down to ESPN on Monday Night Football. And I'm taking the Saints giving four and a half points at Lumen Field um, in Seattle. Now, why do I say this? Breaking news to some people, but maybe not a lot. Maybe the casual football fan doesn't realize this. Mm. The Seahawks are not a good team. They're really not. They're two and four. They are, I was checking their uh, schedule. Their only wins have come against... The Niners, a division opponent, and the Colts in Week One, who's you know a team that's mm. kind of up in the air. The Niners game also, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in the middle of it. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Right, so um, it it goes without saying, without Russell Wilson, they are a much worse team. Yeah. Geno Smith is certainly not he he's not a guy that's like awful, like a Nathan Peterman type or something. Yeah, you know who's going to throw the game, but he's not he's not able to elevate the rest of this roster. Banged up running backs, receivers that are so reliant on that Russell Wilson magic, and a defense that has to be probably the worst Pete Carroll coach defense, probably in his like NFL and college coaching yeah. tenure. They are getting shredded. Jets fans out there have to be loving Jamal Adams having an awful season. Having a having an interception last week bang off of his helmet. Yeah. The guy can barely stand up straight out there, it seems like. And I knew after, you know, they, they kind of came back a little bit against Pittsburgh, who had the game in control early. I think they had a big halftime yeah. lead, too. But, and, and I don't know what happened with Pittsburgh, but um, I, I knew I had to bet against Seattle this week. Mm-hmm. And I do like the Saints, and I do like this number minus four and a half. Would like it closer to a field goal, but I think that they could, I think this could be like a, a five, six, seven point win. Um, I will got, say. Just hope you get good, Jameis. Yeah, that's the thing, which I'm banking on. I picked him up in my fantasy league. So, uh, our fantasy league, I should say. Um, and what what do I like about the Saints? Um, the Saints are coming off a bye. They are a team, too, that we... I, I've said it in the past. We don't know exactly who they are. Now, the Saints' only losses this year 
Um, it's only been two, and it's been a Carolina Panthers team, which is, you know, we don't know how good they exactly are. And, of course, a fluky overtime loss to the Giants, which is their only win of the season, right? So the Panthers, other than that, have been taking care of business. They haven't been playing the greatest of teams. They blew out the Packers in Week 1, and their other wins were against New England and Washington. Again, two teams that are probably not making the playoffs, um, all things considered. So that's why I like them to just kind of beat up on the Seahawks. It's Monday Night Football. The Saints are no stranger to having a primetime game. I think good Jameis will come out. The Saints' offense, um, you know, for, for what it's worth, is also top 10 in rushing right now. And um, I think it's I think hmm. the, the DraftKings metrics use combined, like, probably yards, scoring, all that stuff. Um, and, and attempts. So even if, if if bad Jameis comes out to play, their rushing game could kind of make up for it. Um, and they're also 31st in passing. So I say that not as an indictment, as that has to just get cl- way closer to the median because this team is better than 31st in passing offense, right? So, and then it, I also just wrote down the stat, goes without saying... Seahawks defense is 28th in passing and 30th in rushing. Yeah, Again, well, we're talking bottom four team. Well said there. Now, John, I do want to ask you: Does mm-hmm. the Seattle home crowd play any bearings into this one? No, only because this. I think the home crowd is not is not stupid. With with Russell Wilson, again, very different game. Don't I, the line would absolutely be closer to three. I think the Saints might still be favored, but with with Geno Smith in there, I think this is the Seahawks are. You know, they're, they're kind of, they're feeling it. He this didn't is, play bad against the Saints. He, did, uh, he didn't. I think and that, that's why the, the handicap is not Geno Smith is bad. I'm no, taking no, I, the Saints, right? So, really, yeah. I really want to key in on what, what you're saying right yeah. here is you getting a coach like Sean Payton with extra prep time who, you know who watched the Monday Night Game? Sean Payton yeah, to watch right, Geno yeah. Smith play. <laughs> so, it's one of those things. Right. Sean Payton um, is a notorious, great pre- uh, preparer. The as a head coach with the New Orleans Saints, he's twelve and six straight up after a bye nice. and eleven and eight against the spread. But of course, you know right. those are Drew Brees led teams. I think that Sean Payton is an extra prep time kind of guy. Yeah. After the Minneapolis miracle, of course, in two thousand seventeen, they asked him what he did the day after, and he said he prepared for the Eagles yeah. as if they won. Yeah, so it's one right. of those things where he just <laughs> loves this. He's a student of the game. I love when uh, there's coaches that. Yeah. When when they're on a rest advantage or after a bye, they actually are putting in the work as opposed to other coaches who are bad. I mean, I'm sure Urban Meyer is still partying somewhere. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, you know, that yeah, yeah I, I think that's a good one. After awesome. the bye week, I, I love it in a small spread. Yeah. I condone it, and the model condones it. The model has Saints minus nine. Wow, I love that. This is probably my favorite play of the week. This was, this was probably my, out of the couple of picks I'm going to give you guys tonight, like this was the one that... Like, this one's going to hit. This is the first thing I'm going to bet in my own ledger, um, as well as the one here. All right. So, I'm going to be a little bit weird here, and I'm going to go two in a row, baby. Same game parlay. All right. So, I want to explain a couple concepts. This is for a half unit, and hold on to your seats. This is the Houston Texans plus 17 and a half. And the under of 47 and a half. The, way, wow. the reason why I take that is it's correlated. correlated. Yes, Davis Mills has been horrible um, on the road specifically this year. But it's one of those things where, as I said about motivation and getting up for a game, 
the Cardinals have an insane spot right here. They had an emotional game at Cleveland. Now going home, what better way to look past the Houston Texans because they play the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. I think wow. that the Cardinals are going to be making business decisions. My model only wow. makes this 12. I think it's going to be one of those things where 17 is just too many points. Yes, a lot of people think about the, the Texans getting blown out to the Bills. Um, you know, with all due reason, I guess there's a conversation to be had. Are the Bills better than the Cardinals? Probably, maybe, but it's one of those things. I think in the scheduling spot, this is such a trap game, such a, a look pass game. I don't think that they're gonna they're not gonna be motivated to get margin because it's one of those things where they might want to be looking ahead to the Packers and not really playing. So that's why I like the under and the Houston Texans for plus two twenty and a same game parlay. And that's a seventeen and a half spread, right? Yep, seventeen and a half. So the card like by all means the Cardinals win by seventeen and it's still a win. Yep. Like like that's yep. the thing. I think people are gonna be like, wait a minute, he's saying Texans over Cardinals. Like no, not even a little bit. The Cardinals are undefeated for a reason, but. Like you said, I'm looking at the schedule. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, if I'm why I'm get up for this team. game? Why even prep why for this up? game? My whole You're thing too. That's a little foolish. Don't prep for the game. Come on. But, no, it's not. So, it's not. All so right. So, so prep, my whole thing is this. If you're listening, if you're listening to this right now, and you go, "Oh no, the Cardinals will will romp them." What line would you make it? That's my challenge to you. Uh, you know what? It's tweet, a perfect line. Tweet at us at winning tax pod. I think it's yeah. one of those things where you, you know you if you are have that square mentality, you'd be like, "Of course they're gonna win." So what 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 would make you bet the Texans? 20, right. 21, 24? Right. So also a little fun fact: in a seven point teaser, you get Houston plus twenty four and a half, mm-hmm. which is a high number. Yeah, this this is a game where. The Cardinals don't have to play their best football. They could score an easy 28, and then maybe at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, they give up like 10 points to the Texans maybe in the final couple minutes because they're, they're, they're kind of willing Ty to. Tyrod Taylor nearing a return and Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson about to be shipped off. So, oh, yeah. So uh, maybe this is Davis Mills fighting news. for his NFL life. I like that, though, Dean. I applaud you parlay. for the balls of <laughs> fucking with the Texans. I just don't have those balls. I have a fat <laughs> lock. I just don't have the balls. Uh, so, fun fact, prepping for this week, uh, it was in my ledger all week. It still is in my personal ledger. Uh, I had the Giants-Panthers over 43. Ooh. Interesting. Okay. It is not. It did not make the big bank because Zach decided to scroll all, uh, some Giants forums, went on good old Giants Reddit <laughs> and Giants Twitter. <laughs> And boy, oh boy, listen to this injury list. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, out. Kenny Galladay, out. Kadarius Toney, out. John Ross, out. Linebacker Ooh. Aziz Ajolari, out. Uh, he, wait, he's out too? He's out too. Jesus. Uh, he's your second round pick. Darius Slayton who, who's, is who's right now. Who's, I think, now, their sack leader. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Darius Slayton yeah. is going to play limited participant in practice, okay. but he is has a nagging hamstring, limited snap count this week. Sterling Shepard, dealing with a nagging hamstring, he's going to play. Uh, so it's looking like their wide receiver core is going to be injured Sterling Shepard, injured Darius Slayton, uh, and what? I don't even know the guy's name. Colin Johnson is going to be their I, number I three. And as of today, <laughs> as per Ian Rappaport, uh Evan Ingram had a hamstring, uh, excuse me, a calf strain. Thank so God. he is now added to the uh, injury <laughs> list. So the Giants defense is not good. Their offense has pretty much... Oh, how did I forget this? Andrew Thomas is going to IR. Yeah, right, yeah. Wow, yeah. So, it's just a complete fade of the Giants, and I'm like, take the homer out of it. If any team had almost all of their offense out, you got to fade them. 
Yeah, cluster All right? injury. It's not yeah. like this Browns game we're watching where you still have a dominant offensive line and a good yeah. defense. Uh, the Giants don't have any of that. And, yes, you could look at the, uh, the Panthers as, oh, yeah, Donald played like shit last week. I think he went like 17 of 43 mm. with a shit ton of drops. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. But listen, guys, the Giants right now are just – they got nothing to play for. Daniel Jones played like shit last week. He's probably still concussed. Uh, the Panthers have sneakily been putting up points too. Mm. All right? They've been mm. averaging close to 22, 23 points a game as Odell Beckham just drops another yeah, pass. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about the, the Panthers really quick because, you know, obviously they, they played the Vikings, so I got to watch the full game. And my whole thing about Darnold is someone needs to step up to help him out. And I know Matt Rule said, you know, after the game that they need to run the ball more. Uh, Chuba Hubbard actually had a good average. They just got away from it so much um, trying to – Get Robbie Anderson his looks, even though he squandered them away. And you know what? The body language said a lot, too. He didn't look engaged or like he cared at all. Terrence Marshall got hurt in the middle of the game. They don't really have a tight end. So I think it's one of those things where I think T.J. Moore is going to get all the targets, who also had some drops. A lot of people are, you know, obviously I went out on the limb with the Robbie Anderson play, but D.J. Moore sneakily had three drops as well. Mm -hmm. So I just want to throw that out. It looks like uh, maybe there's something going on with, like, the prep time and stuff. But I think, you know, after that loss at home, uh, actually they lost two in a row at home against, let's say, not that great of teams. The Eagles are kind of shitty, mm-hmm. and the Vikings are a team that, like, is a coin flip. They let they let you stay in if you're bad. Right. So it's one of those things where I, I really think that the maybe last week was the Panthers' wake-up call, mm-hmm. and uh, Matt Rule and Joe Brady are going to try some different things. Uh, Sam Darnold, I must say, went back against the wall. Uh, 98 yard touchdown drive and two point conversion to force the game into overtime. That showed me everything I needed. And I think that they they will feast. And then defensively, the Panthers guess, are fine. Guess who's uh, supposed to be coming back this week too? Mm. Stephon Gilmore. Oh uh, yeah, limited in practice. Wow. Uh, Matt Rule says he wants to get him in the game if he is ready. I imagine he's going to see this game. Yeah. And uh, you know what? This is the perfect game to ease him in because he probably doesn't have to pay all the snaps to be effective. And another thing, too, we were talking about uh, Daniel Jones, you know, possibly still having some lingering. I know that's a heavy accusation to say, yeah, he's coming off a concussion and he's still not right. Mm -hmm. Um, He played like shit. I think it's one of those things with, it's not mince words, the Rams are a great defense. But the one thing specifically that I that I noticed is that the turnovers came back, and I think that's a indicative of him trying to do too Who, much, and he's going to do it again with no skills. Like, let's say for the Panthers, mm-hmm. what are you game planning for? Who are you trying to stop? Jones running, probably. Jones running. Right. Yeah. You're just getting to the quarterback. You're not going to be beat deep. You, you, yeah. You watch tape of Aaron Donald beating a double team to Daniel Jones's blind side. Oh, and another and that, thing. That's Devontae just, Booker. You, just, just, you just say, you literally go, we get to Daniel Jones, this game is over. And, 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 the, and it will be. And the reason the reason why we hang on, on Giants and Jets specifically is because we know a lot of our fan base are, are right. fans. But the, the one thing that I do want to say, too, about, about the Giants, something very concerning, the last Cooper Cup touchdown. Giants players were standing, standing mm-hmm. still, not moving. Yeah. Um, guys, as fans, and you guys have watched a hell of a lot more than I have, do you think the players are starting to quit? 100%. I don't even think it's close. At this point, it's the good old business decision. Yeah. Right? Your game, your season's over. You're 1-5. You have a hard-nosed coach who is, I mean, yeah, and today in an interview he's saying, oh, yeah, I take the blame for everything. You know, the play reflects the coach. But at the end of the day, 
What the fuck do they have to play for? Yeah, I was going to say, if the play reflects the coach, then your players gave up on you and you shouldn't be the coach anymore. Right. John, what do you think? You were in the stadium. I actually yeah. think I texted. <laughs> are the are the crowd booing like crazy? Because the last time I saw a Giants team and I noticed and I was like, wow, they gave up on that play. Yeah. It was the Ben McAdoo Giants versus the <laughs> Rams. Wow. Robert Wood screen and yes. everyone on the defense stood still. Yeah. Uh, so, John, in the stadium, <laughs> did everyone boo? They- I believe I texted and said... Are you guys booing like crazy? And you said we have no boos left. He did. That's what it was. I said there's nothing left to boo because we already we know the team is so bad. We had a glimmer of hope. The Giants led a field goal drive to start the game, and that was it. The Rams scored 28 unanswered points in the second quarter, and they never you know never looked back. We so so the fans themselves weren't they weren't booing a ton because I think. There they just the know the state of the, with all the injuries, and that's why I think the defense is giving up. I don't know if they're necessarily giving up on their leaders, but it's it's very easy to know when you get blown out and you have no. When I tell you nobody on offense, eight of their starting eleven players that played week one wow. are currently out. Whether it's injury, whether it's not even on the team, IR, right? The defense and the other players and coaches they they know this. They look at that and they say, I mean, the Giants yeah. didn't have depth to begin with. And when right. you have to now make eight replacements, yeah, and CJ Board's you, getting you know nine I mean? targets. That's not a team to be scared it's, of. It's it's like it's like like watching the Expendables with like <laughs> David Arquette. You know, like it's yeah. just former WCW champion. <laughs> by the way, like like you're just you're just like what what is this? It's not it's not even. Mm-hmm. I joke with um, um with my brother in law. I said it's not even the Giants anymore. I'm not yeah. watching the Giants. I'm watching Daniel Jones get blown up. Um and in in a season where now you. It's hard to even say if this guy's even fighting for his job because mm. if there's no protection, I was telling this to Zach, there's nobody who could be under center who's going to be successful. Yeah. And I think the same thing with the coaching. When you have this roster of players, right, it's hard. When you have this many injuries, you'd be hard-pressed to find any coach that's going to find a mm. winning team. We're just looking at a competitive team right now. So right. either way, I think the Panthers I just, is, is so a good What does the play. model have this game so, at? That's what I want so to um, I'll get to that. But, guys, Giants fans, I want you guys to kind of chew this up. And uh, Sorry that we kind of, uh, you know, straying a little bit <laughs> off the Big Bank formula, but I think this is an important talk. Giants, rest of the season, over, under, four and a half. Wow. The under, under is minus 130. The under. over is plus 110. It's under. The Giants it's already have one win. That's yeah. what I want to preface that. That's It's sad, but it's but that, that's the I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, we're in the dark timeline again for Ooh. the Giants. Guys, it's the model rough. has uh, the Giants plus eight and three quarters, so eight point seven five. Okay. So Carolina minus two and a half okay. would be a max play, which is five units yeah. for me. So this, I'm gonna have to do that. And this <laughs> could be a potential Matt Rule revenge game, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. After uh, the Giants successfully, you know, or unsuccessfully tried to court him. To court him. Do you want to say a final thing just, about the Giants? Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm all we'll homer aside. Yeah, you want to give mean, the Giants give the eulogy. Just, it's <laughs> it, there's just too many injuries. Normally, mm-hmm. fully healthy team, the three points make sense to me. Sure. To me, this should be at least five or six. Yeah. Could, should, be, should be around eight. Could, I, I think could, a touchdown is could, fair. Yeah. Could yeah. the Giants potentially hang tough? Yeah, but Giants hanging tough is losing on a heartbreaking field goal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a push. The, the only reason, again, the Panthers are on a three-game skid. Um, if they if yeah. they looked better, yeah. it probably would be a Sam lot. Sam Darnold's coming this is a life. perfect get right here. Lighten it up, and then on top of that, I also yeah. will be taking the over in the personal ledger mm. of 43. When you were saying that a field goal would be a push, uh, DraftKings currently has Panthers minus 2.5 at minus 115. So, okay. so a, a nickel for for the hook is mm-hmm. very cheap. Yep. Then they yeah. might be shading down. Jono, lay lay one yeah, on well, us. Yeah. Well, Zach just mentioned an over, so let me let me run to this really cool AFC North matchup: Bengals at Ravens. I'm taking the Ooh. over of forty six and a half. 
Um, and I got to apologize to Bengals fans. I said you're team blue. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I still don't believe they're Super Bowl contenders, not in the slightest, but they don't blow. Um, and I, I think that when I look at this game, the Ravens just came off a blowout win. They came off an emotional Colts game where they just eked out a win. This Bengals team, teams that know each other, and the Bengals have something to say this year, this game is going to be close, and I think it's going to be a lot of points that are scored. I think this is easily – both teams could easily score over 24 points. I, I probably would even get this up – I'm surprised it's not in, like, the 50s um, because both offenses are playing better than they, than they do um, usually. Last year, and I can't remember if Joe Burrow played both of these games uh, against the Ravens. Mm. What do you guys think for both games, right – the combined total um, of the amount of points that the Bengals scored. I I could have sworn I heard this stat mm-hmm. earlier. Wasn't did they get outscored sixty five to six? That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> and I'll ask you guys this plain and simple: Do you think the Bengals are only scoring six points in two games against the Ravens this year? I don't, and I have a lot more on the Bengals a little bit cool. later. But just the the very quick synopsis is. Yeah. The Bengals were looking ahead to this game last week, mm-hmm. and while they did that, they also beat the shit. I, yep. I believe I used the terminology uh, tit the, the fuck. The very scientific Yes. So they. Fucked. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. not only did they do that, but they have been circling this game. This is their yeah. Super Bowl. This is their Super Bowl. So um, they'll score more. I just also wrote down this stat. They also only scored 13 points and 17 points against the Ravens in 2019. This year, both teams in their 12 games played have posted at least 20 points 10 out of their 12 games. Wow. So that's a lot to like when it comes to looking at the over. Uh, and I think that, hey, the Bengals might stand a chance in this game as well. But um, like Dean said, you might hear about that a little bit later. But putting a unit on that. Let me just get right to it because my last play is the Bengals plus seven. Ooh. Sweet. Right. I bought the hook here, guys. Uh, it's going to be a little under minus 120. I'm betting against the Ravens <laughs> once again. Let's see if they break my heart. Uh, what you guys pretty much all said, this is not the Bengals of the last 10 years, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Gerald Burrow is seeming to look the part. The offense is humming. The defense! Yeah. The defense is humming, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson is is not your stereo, not not your typical offense, mm-hmm. um, especially with the design quarterback runs and the trickery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I once again, the Ravens' defense is bad. I don't care they just held the Chargers to however many points. Yeah. Any like they caught him in a bad spot. Sure, um, I think so. I yeah. think also Baltimore might be overlooking the Bengals because of the dominance that they've had. Could be. Uh-huh. Uh, to me, getting a touchdown here, man, I could see this being a field goal game very easily. Um, this is really a big game for the Bengals. I mean, if they went toe to toe with the Packers, I don't see why they can't go toe to toe with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the An po- opponent that they know. The the points you know? were way too enticing to me. Um, if Zach Taylor is a good coach, he will have Put it this, out there. He <laughs> will have this team humming for this game, and at least be able to keep this to a three-point game. Actually, fun fact about look-ahead spots and stuff: the Ravens are going into their bye after this. I think it's one of those ah, things where okay. maybe they, maybe they feel a little bit of those injuries, yeah. and they're just like, ah, it's just little brother coming to town. Don't worry, let's just be, uh, right? mail it in. But of course, we're, we're going to have a little bit on that a little bit later. Oh, <laughs> dare I say a woof woof? <laughs> but I That's will go to uh, Zach. You had mentioned buying a hook, and I bought a slight hook for my. Another half unit play here, and that is Green Bay minus seven. I am over the moon that this dropped two and a half points, pretty much. Wow. Well, realistically, okay. it dropped two points. But yeah, this hook is not very expensive. Um, I will have the stat boys get those get those odds coming 
in one second. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where Washington football team, they blow coverages. Oh yeah, the hook is 20 cents on the dollar. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Washington, they, they did it again. They blow coverages. Miko Hardman had a really long catch. Um, some guy I never heard of had a really long catch on the Chiefs. <laughs> they just, it doesn't matter who's yeah. out there. They will find you, and the safeties <laughs> yeah. will bite down, and then there's going to be wide open over the, over the top. What better way to do that against Devontae Adams? Yes, maybe they will do um, you know a lot of coverage on him, but it doesn't really matter. Zach, you had mentioned off the top that the Packers run the ball very effectively. I think that this at 7 is fine at worst in my mind there will be a push mm-hmm. but once again it's only a half unit this is definitely going to my personal ledger yeah uh zach what's, this is in the fat lock correct this is in the fat lock yeah what's, yeah, what's, the, packers, what's the model play on this one um, i'm curious g- great point right. yeah so um we got packers minus 8.75 okay yeah so packers minus packers minus nine is pretty much where it opened at yeah. and for some reason the public bet on washington um let's talk about their offense uh we were talking about antonio gibson's shin and how it's fractured <laughs> and yet he still gets touches um i think that maybe him being out they don't establish the run so much yeah. that leaves tyler heineke uh running for his life kind of thing Jalen Smith, I believe, is going to be making his debut. I could be wrong there. And, yeah, I just think this is a classic same old same old Packers. Uh, sure. Going to come to town and just kind of... Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Packers are home. So, of course, we know Aaron uh, Rodgers' track record even, at even Lambeau. Better, right? Fun fact, this is the most I've ever bet on the Packers in a single season. I think it's one of those <laughs> things that the books are just kind of wrong on them. And yeah. I hate them, so if they lose, then I get personal enjoyment from that. But why not get financial enjoyment Absolutely. from actually winning here? I like that play. Um, Zach, I got one more play left. How about, how about you guys? I got one more. I, I am done. My oh, Zach's done. Over. Zach blew his load early. Won't <laughs> be the first time, and sure as hell, will be the last. <laughs> Dean, I got to tell you, I was inspired by your player prop last week. Nice. And I wanted to almost take the spread on the Eagles game. Um, what really enticed me to look at a player prop was I'm actually a big believer in Dallas Goddard now that Zach Ertz mm. is not on the team. Okay. Uh, and people would think that, okay, John, what's your Dallas Goddard play? It is not. It is not a Dallas Goddard play. Ooh. It is a Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns. Okay. And that's at plus 100 odds. So it's even. So it's, yep. All right. So it's even. And I love that. Um, why do I love that? Well, he did it in three of six games. Don't love that particular part, but he also hasn't done it in two weeks. Now, he's 1-2 and two in those games where he's thrown over, the first being that Week 1 win against Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking to buck the trend. I think that um, against... I just... For some reason, the Eagles seem to mismanage both their quarterback and their running back situation. Oh, man, and yeah. I this is not exactly about game script where, okay, the Raiders are going to jump out to an early lead and the Eagles are going to have to throw. I just really think that if the Eagles are looking to win these games, Jalen Hurts has to start throwing um, more and throwing touchdowns at the goal line. I don't think he needs to start throwing more. I think he needs to start throwing more effectively. He's got to be better. The one thing, John, I thought you were going to say this. It feels like it's on the tip of your tongue, but I'll say it. Very fluky. He has four rushing touchdowns in the last two games. Right. Both from, like, inside the five. I think that's one of those things where... Those RPOs that he pulls, he's more comfortable running the ball. He is, he is a horrible thrower of the football. <laughs> uh, I think that maybe with the extra time, it's kind of like a mini-buy extra time off. Sure. Maybe they kind of scheme up some things. Definitely with Ertz out. They're kind of yeah. done with the, the old guard, you know. Yeah. Uh, Wentz, gone. Ertz, gone. Right. You know, a lot of guys that were Doug Peterson leftovers, yeah. gone. Um, I believe they have an offensive lineman coming back. I want to say it's Lane Johnson. 
Correct. Um, yeah, he had is. said yeah. that he pretty much wasn't mentally feeling right. Now he's back after seeing them get yeah. shellacked, but somehow cover on Thursday night last week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that uh, with a little bit of extra time, maybe Hurts doesn't get happy feet and kind of yeah. th- throws the ball a little I f- bit more. I feel like against... Like, I think he definitely needs it. He yeah. runs way too much. That, that's the thing. It's like if the Eagles really want to course correct, because their season's very dangerously out of control, too. Yeah. They're 2-4, and four, and the Raiders are not a an amazing team. They're not a bad team either, so... It's not like they're going to they they can't win the game by just running. This just strikes me as a as a game that Devonta Smith needs to get more involved. Nelson Aguilar needs to uh, not uh Nelson Aguilar, J- Jalen Rieger. Um yeah. and Quez. And Quez Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins like leads the team in targets uh, and he's which, a nobody. Which is nuts. And they cut my boy Travis Fulgham. Uh, Apparently he was did, yeah. horrible during camp. Yeah, he didn't he make the team. Was, but I heard he was overweight. Either I just find man it after bizarre my <laughs> in a, in a passing league. That over one and a half passing touchdowns in a game is at plus 100. I know he's not an accurate thrower, and that's why the line is so low. Because, like, I think about, like, a Daniel Jones prop like this, I would not take. Right? But Mm -hmm. I I, I think with this is do-or-die time for the Eagles. And this is a very winnable game for the Eagles, too, in a strange way. Yeah. So they they just need – this is me, I guess, putting the juju out. To Philadelphia, who I, who I I need to remind everybody, like, I fucking hate your team, and I hate you <laughs> as people. I hate your fan base. But this is what this team needs to do in order to hang around in an NFC East that feels all but decided, and now you're really fighting for one of those three playoff spots, and you're going to have to fight hard for it. This is a team that the eye test doesn't match their record. Uh, watching right. them on Thursday, I'm like, this team fucking stinks. Right. And then somehow they're 2-4. and four. Like, man, they're going to be hanging around. But, uh, guys, I will go into my final play because I, I heard Zach woofing over here about <laughs> the barking. Eagles, which is going to be very interesting. I can't wait for that one. But uh, we mentioned it off the top. I'm going to go with the Patriots, minus 6.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, fun fact, the Patriots are winless at home for the first time under Bill Belichick ever. I think that that is motivation alone to get margin. Yes, I agree that the Patriots are not this uh, wagon of a team that blows people out, but... Like I said about Sean Payton when John gave his Saints mm-hmm. handicap that um, you know he's a, a prep time kind of guy. I don't think Robert Sala is. Unfortunately, you know, as a head coach, yeah. he's really not showing much. Mm-hmm. Their offense is horrible. Um, aside from a very injured Titans team, they would be winless. And also their Atlanta game, I mean, they played like shit. And it's one of yeah. those things where this is just not a good football team now going to yeah. New England. And they know that they have not gotten a win at home. I think that's incentive to get margin, like I had said. For, also, first time in Belichick's career, right? Going, yeah. what is it, four losses at home? I believe already? so. Yeah, 0-4 at home. This is wow. where they have to course yeah. correct. Um, also, another thing, too, is from a fan base standpoint, um, you know, Red Sox are about to get eliminated. <laughs> Um, the Bruins game, you know, their season's off to like a rough start. Sure. And then the Patriots, like that town is a good sports <laughs> town. They yeah. need to go in there. They're going to be in full throw. Everybody hates the Jets. Bill Belichick kills rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, they already played the Jets, right? They did. And they, yeah, they, and they beat covered, the shit out of them. Yeah, they covered the last line. Yeah. I don't remember. I I don't remember what the line is, but I know I had a play on it. Hold on, keep, <laughs> yeah. keep going. I'll so, find it. So it's I'm just gonna I'm here. gonna go back to the well It's under a touchdown. I don't think we're asking for anything crazy. I I would also lean uh, Jets team total under. I don't think that they're going to get any type of offense here. I think Zach Wilson sucks, and uh, yeah, they didn't really do any extra prep. And Belichick gets his first one. Uh, pa- pa- I'm sorry, it was week two. Patriots were f- minus five and a half, and I'm pretty sure they they, they covered. So Dean is just taking two legs of my fat lock and turning them yeah. into a big bank. This place. is good synergy right here. I knew I've been losing, and I know that Zach has to get a rebound on okay. the fat lock. So I, I, I love both of them. 
That's great. I'm just just remembering. And that's for one unit of Just course. remembering real quick too. The Dolphins, because I'm now I'm looking at old notes. The, I had in my notes the Patriots don't want to go zero two in their own division. That's why they're going to beat the Jets and they cover the five and a half in week two. Yep. And now thinking about it, that was the Dolphins' only win this season. Yeah, so far. Seventeen it's been that, sixteen. That fluky that fluke season that, that we got cool. flack for for choosing against the Dolphins week one. And a lot of uh, those Dolphins fans who listen to this podcast were kind of all over us for picking against their beloved team, who again looks like a, one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, mm. just, Pua, just throwing Pua, that out there. Pua. Do I hate any quarter? I don't even hate Tua. I just he sucks. <laughs> he just it. sucks, and I felt like He's I like, was the only person who like, like saw that. Like last year, like I just felt like I was taking crazy pills when Mikey, Joe, yeah. and then, uh, you were towards the end of the season. You're like, yeah, Zach, you're right. But yeah. Joe and Mikey were literally were like, you know what it was? Like, Yo, two is so good. He's gonna be great. Just give him time. I'm well, like, are you guys I watching actually, the same fucking I actually games? Have, yeah. I, ha- I have a reason for that. Is uh, their dad is a big Dolphins fan, okay, so I yeah. think that they have a, a slight bias towards Dolphins players. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I, dare I say that Tua is like the NFL's Kyle Kuzma. Like, guy that just, like, he's like, yo, man, showing the haters wrong. He's like, no, nobody hates you. We just think you stink. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy. He seems like a stand-up guy. He just sucks at football. That's all. Amen. So this was a, a boisterous Big Bang. I'm excited. This I'm going to go 4-0. Oh, what? what? Don't, hey. don't want to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> hey, 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 you're already singing, all right? Yeah, guys. Um, and as a, as a reminder, you know, if you made it this far, uh, stay tuned for the outro where I will yeah. be singing a song of the polls. Choosing. Nice. Let's, uh, Dean, take us, take us home to the dog pound. The dog pound. That's right, everyone. The dog pound is here. Oh, I, woof, woof. <laughs> I alluded to it earlier, and guys, this is one of the beefier dog pounds that I took that I'm taking of the year, and of course, that is the Bengals plus two fifteen. Yes, going into uh, the daunted Raven Stadium. Uh, it's one of those things. Ravens looking ahead to the bye week. They're probably making their tea times or massages or whatever they're going to be doing in their free time. Uh, the Bengals, this is their Super Bowl. They had this circled. We kind of went into it on uh, John's play over there. I think that this is little brother getting one over and uh, keeping pace in that AFC North. Uh, Bengals, plus 215. And the one thing that I do want to say, too, about the dog pound is if we could get... I really, truly believe this will be a field goal game. And if we could have a coin flip and one of the outcomes is 215 and the other one is minus 265... The plus 215 is the right side. It's worth it every so time. So let's go for it. Bengals plus 215. My dog pound, Dean. Well, it's your dog pound as well. I think um, in my my over handicap earlier, I was none too subtle about my love for what the Bengals can possibly do. Um, and I think that this is the team that um, you're looking for a le- like legitimacy, right? Take us seriously in the mm. AFC. Against a division opponent like the Ravens, who many expect to win the entire division... Be a Super Bowl contender, go into the stadium and fucking beat their ass. Just get the win, you know. And if and if you're able to do that, which I think they have the possibility, and they should be motivated as all hell to do, this could be a great hit at plus two fifteen. Um, and for Bengals fans, a, a hope for the future. I love this play, Dean. I'm taking the Bengals too. Fun dog pound stat about John: one and zero, taking a, a dog of plus two hundred and and longer. Woo! All right. Wow, he's so handsome. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm torn between two. Ooh. But I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with the original pick. I'm going to stick with the Eagles. Uh, Plus 130 versus the Raiders. We're talking about emotional wins. Raiders coming off of an emotional win. Uh, Just the crazy, crazy week they had last week. I think this week they come back down to earth. I still don't think the Raiders are a good team despite their record. 
Uh, Eagles coming off of a pretty flat performance against the Bucks. Yes, they covered, but they really were never even close in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Was never um, the guys in the stripes gave was their uh, their yardage leader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I really expect uh, the Eagles to come out firing and, and keep this game close, and I think ultimately win. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here right now. Look for Miles Sanders rushing props. The man has been nothing but effective all year. They just haven't given him more than like five or six carries. This is going to be uh, the Miles Sanders breakout game of the season. You heard it could, here first. Could catch a pass from Jalen Hurts too could, for a touchdown, could, right? Very well could, but right, I, you're right. They they need to be like the like the Eagles just seem to be fucking themselves. They they can't <laughs> like they don't know what to do on offense. It's like they have a bunch of ideas and they like execute on like like thirty percent of the way on each one. So. I totally see. Yeah, I, I like this play too. I actually did consider taking the Eagles. I hate Again, the Eagles I so hate, much. I, I hate fucking hate them. I hate them. them. Amen, guys. I hate them too. Know, I'm so biased. I hate Philly. Guys, can this be the the <laughs> final immaculate week? We're gonna rip one off at some point. So, guys, I just know that you listening to this, you're probably gonna make a lot of money. Here is the uh, the weekly reminder. You know, winning TX Pod, Instagram, Twitter, reach out to us. Join Slack. Uh, good conversations going on there. Two NHL play, plays live. Both are winning 3-1 late in the third period. So don't want to jinx it, but those look um, in the bag, as we say in the industry. So if you're listening here um, and you're in Slack, good hits there. But, yeah, definitely you're going to reach out. Um, we do all sports. NHL, college basketball is coming back soon. Uh, some MLB, some uh, college football. Has been pretty fun for us. But yeah, it's definitely one of those things. If you like sports betting and you're listening to the show, definitely going to want to interface with us um, yeah. through that channel as well. Absolutely. You're going to find tons of winners. You'll find stuff happening. We post, what, during the week too? Just, All the time. You know, like you said, on, on other sports on the NFL for sure, but you're missing out if you're not listening to this podcast all the way through and uh, checking out our And even if you don't site. watch some of these other sports, don't worry, we do. So we'll get you some yeah, winners in those. You just got to make money. That's it. Um, we're, we're all set here. I think this is another great winning week for us. We had a good week last week. Dino, he has promised us that he's going to uh, do a little singing because uh, of just some, some uh, bets that didn't go his way, and we're keeping him to it. I think for uh, for the the current holiday season, we might have a special song in store, and we encourage you guys to just stick around for a couple more minutes uh, as we conclude today's episode and gets Dean's uh, vocal cords uh, warmed up. But <laughs> any, any last words, Dean, before before you go? <laughs> nope. I, I need to save my voice. <laughs> He's gonna save his voice for John. That's myself, Dean, and Zach, and everybody who's listening. We thank you again very very much for joining us this week. Uh, please join us next week for the Winning Ticket Podcast. We're having fun. Is minus one thousand. <clears throat> That's right, everyone. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. <laughs> it was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It was. It caught on in a flash. <laughs> he did the monster mash. Oh man.